welcome again to Up the Union podcast. My name is Dan Hames and I'm joined again by Peter Mead, who is the author of a book called Please to Dwell, a book about the incarnation of Jesus. Peter, our question today gets us a bit deeper into this subject of the incarnation. It's a bit more of a, a technical question. Do you think that in emphasising the incarnation, there's a danger that we might de-emphasise the cross or the death of Jesus in our salvation? Yeah, I think that's a, a good question. I think the there's always a possibility when you emphasise anything that you could therefore de-emphasise something else, but I don't think it's required. Uh, and I think probably uh, where that would become a danger is if we misunderstand the incarnation. So if, if Jesus... Uh, becomes for us um, just a model to copy, some sort of ideal man. But the cross fades from from our understanding of who he is and what he's done. Then we end up with with this kind of exemplar figure, but we don't have a savior. And of course, if we don't have a savior, we really do have problems. So, of course, Jesus is our example, but he's so much more than that. And so, I think if uh, maybe this is where the question is probing a little bit, if if we end up with a sort of crossless Christianity, we end up with Jesus uh, being an example to us that then we are kind of expected to try to live up to his standards, somehow try to be like him, whether it's, um, well, it depends on the agenda, doesn't it? Whether he's a fine ecologist or whether he's a storyteller or a philanthropist or or whatever else, but all these things make absolutely no difference to our eternal state. He needs to be saviour. And so uh, I think if we're thinking about the incarnation, biblically, we can't help but see it really tied in very, very closely with the atonement. And so obviously I've got this book that's about the incarnation, but even in the book I'm, I'm uh, pointing constantly toward the, the plan of God to deal with the sin problem. And the incarnation alone doesn't do that. It creates the uh, it creates the pathway, if you like, for for the Son of God to complete His mission, and is absolutely critical to that mission. But it's not the mission in itself, exclusive from the cross. And so, uh, I suppose in in traditional terms, when you get a, a book on theology, it, it would talk about the person and work of Christ, and and those two actually are critically important if we're talking about salvation if we're talking about what the christian faith is really all about it, it really does center on both the person and the work and so the work is the work of revelation but ultimately is the work of atonement and so obviously the cross is the focus there but when we're thinking about the person uh, who is the person who goes to the cross well we have to therefore look at the incarnation uh, this isn't just a um, an elevated a, a human of some kind or some sort of uh, an angel figure. This is the Son of God, fully God, fully man, fully united, fully one. Uh, and so because of that, because of who the person is, therefore the work uh, can be effective and it can do what it was intended to do. So I suppose that the thing about that is this, that if, if, you've, got, uh, if you've got a few hours, then read a book on the incarnation and read another one on the cross. You know, if if you have a few minutes to talk to somebody, present both. You know, whether you're thinking about your own view of Christ or your evangelism uh, presentation of the gospel to somebody else, it doesn't really make sense to eliminate the incarnation. It certainly doesn't make sense to eliminate the atonement. 
but the atonement can only really make sense in light of the incarnation. So you're obviously going to talk about God. I'm thinking here of sort of a gospel presentation. Inevitably, I think a gospel presentation has to talk about God, who he is, what he's like, what it means that God is Trinity, without necessarily getting into all the detail, obviously, but but the kind of God that we're representing and how uh, his creation was loving and good, but it's been uh, marred and ruined by sin, and then he has made the moves in order to take care of that problem. And so we kind of need to engage the issue of sin. We need to engage the issue of incarnation. And then, of course, we need to focus on the cross. So I don't think it's an either-or. I think we've got to really uh, think in terms of how we view Christianity and how we present Christianity in terms of who God is and then the person and the work of God the Son uh, so that the focus is all on him um, but ultimately, the goal of it all, of course, is the atonement. And so uh, I, I in no way want to reduce anyone's attention to the atonement. But the cross was not just some kind of hypothetical image. It was a real cross made of real wood with a real man hanging on it. And because of that, we've got real life now. and We've got uh, real hope in this spiritually dead world and, and beyond this lifetime we're not talking about myths and fables and, and ideas even. We're talking about the reality of God the Son becoming a human and then doing the work of atonement uh, so that we can become one with him by the Spirit and be brought in that union into the communion uh, of the God who is love, the God who is Trinity. So uh, I see the point of the question. I understand why there's a tension there. But in my uh, estimation, I don't think we should view them as mutually exclusive. I don't think we can. I think we have to see that the Incarnation is absolutely a wonderful, glorious, important doctrine. And it leads right into the Atonement. And it has to. Great. Thank you, Peter, for steering us through that. Peter's with us one final time tomorrow. I'm going to ask him a practical question about the Incarnation and evangelism. So please tune in again to Up the Union podcast.